Welcome to Eclipse, the Heroes podcast, where two old school heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor sometimes. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And we also like to talk about stuff surrounding heroes, like the graphic novels. Yay. Yeah. Which is today's episode. It's one of our bonus episodes. It's the Volume 4 Graphic Novels. And we are going to be each picking our five favorites. They might overlap. There's not as many as there were between, se- like, you know, season one, season two. Plus, if I can be spicy on the pod, not as many good ones. <laughs> true, 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 true. There's, there is one, and we'll get to it, because I'm sure neither of us picked it, where I was like, when did this other thing happen that this is alleging happened? But, yeah. I'm like, oh, we're bringing in fucking evolution stuff into the comics, and it's like, I don't remember any of that, basically. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's going to be interesting. It is an interesting pack of comics this time out. That's for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So shall, shall I kick things yeah, off? Yeah. Tell us your first one. We're doing it in order of oh, publication okay. unless we have to go back. It's, it's you know, okay. Um, my first pick, which uh, normally we surprise each other, but I fully, I said to Rachel last night, I was like, so one of us is going to pick this. Right? Like, we're both going to pick this probably, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's, it's going everything. It's chapter 123, Out of Town, on Business. Yeah. hmm And this is ostensibly a Noah Bennett still fucking around and, and getting back into old <laughs> habits uh, uh, chapter. Mm-hmm. So, but we don't open with Noah. We open at a, um, like a safe insurance, like a what, what steel family safe insurance. Like what, 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 what's happening here? Like, is that like a safe company? Like, I think it's just insurance, insurance company. company. Yeah. Okay. That's a weird name. That is a weird name for a company. So we open up at an insurance company and, uh, we see like a, like a, uh, you know, like a, like a secretary and a guy in his office and the guy's finishing up some paperwork, which, oh, holy hell, his power is that he can, like, sign stuff? <laughs> like, what what, what kind of power is that, exactly? Like, <laughs> I, I've, I stared at it for, like, oh, so much time last night. I was like, what is he doing? And, and why is that worth having? Anyways, um, so. Yeah. He, yeah, he just has, like, a bunch of documents out, and he just, like, waves his little hand. And he, like, signs them, he, like, fills them all out. Like, boop. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess that's convenient. But, like, that's, like, that's a real shit power, I have to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's other ways to figure out how to use it. But also, yeah. Like, maybe forgery? Maybe you could, like, forge stuff real good if you learn to use it well? I don't Potentially. know. Um, all we know is that a very familiar silhouette ends up in the doorway after this man is left alone. And uh, they literally use like a "Can I just pick your brain?" like like little pun and everything. <laughs> it's not subtle. And meanwhile, we've got Claire, and there's a note um, from Noah. He's like, "About a tone of business," and she's like, "Oh, because you know, I mean, come on, come on." At this point, we know exactly what that means. So this follows the destruction of Primatech and Pinehurst. So it's right after uh, villains. Mm-hmm. Like, right after. So it's about, you know, to be the thing where, like, Claire's supposed to go on her college tour that we talk about a little bit um, in season three. And uh, so she's, you know, talking to her dad on the phone. And he's like, so how are those college brochures? You should make sure to go to this one. And she's just like, dad, like, fucking what are you doing? Like, I know, I know what your business trips are now. Like, what, what are you, what are you doing? And she's concerned because, you know, he... 
didn't have a great go of it the last few times. He's been out of town on business. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they even mentioned Siler's name. And at this point, this was the fire of, of Primatech. So everyone's like, Siler's dead. Obviously. So this is pre-fugitives. And, you know, Noah, too, is like, Siler's dead. It's fine. You know, like, everything's going to be okay. I'm just, you know, I'm stepping into a meeting. Got to go. Going into an elevator in a tunnel. Bye. You know? And, like, it's, it's great because, like... Uh, Claire is fully just like, you know, no one has meetings on Sundays. Like, what are you pulling? I love her just being, like, totally her father's daughter in this mm-hmm. moment. Like, like you can't you can't lie to me anymore. You've taught me how to lie and how to spot lies, and it's not going to work, Dad. So he's uh, trying to head over to the same, you know, office where we, we all can assume something terrible happened, and we will get confirmation on that momentarily, because... Uh, we see there's blood on one of the elevator buttons, which is something we'll we'll discuss potentially in a, in an episode later on if we do it and if it turns out okay mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. Siler not giving a good goddamn about hiding what he does. Um, so yeah, he's like, oh no, too late kind of thing because after Claire gets off the phone with him, he rushes in and lo and behold, it's the normal sort of scene of the crime we're all used to, but. Shouldn't be happening because he's dead, right? He died in the fire. It's, you know, the the insurance agent just fucking flopped on his desk. Blood everywhere. Fully scooped out brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guess, guess what, Noah? <laughs> Your boy's back, baby. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep. I love how the ending is just him cursing shit. <laughs> or fuck. It's hard to say. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Claire being like, it's Siler, isn't it? No, Siler's dead. No, no, he's dead. We know this. Like, do you though? Mm-hmm. Like, you know you know that's not true. Yeah. You of all people know that, that he's so hard to kill. I, I love the little like the shape of the final panel at the end, because that would be like a perfect um banner on like a forum, like a ninth wonders kind mm-hmm. of thing. I bet people probably used it. Probably. But, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. That was out of town on business, which um, I did not say, but was uh, written by Jim Martin with art by the fabulous Jason Badower. Mm-hmm. Uh, colors by Annette Kwok. And uh, the lettering is always by Comic Craft, so I, I'm not even going to say it on all of these anymore. That's just who does the lettering for these. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was my first pick. Yeah, obviously. I had to. I knew you'd pick that one, so I was like, I'll just step back from that one. <laughs> it's Siloa. How can I not? And it's, it's Bad Hour, so it's like. And it's Bad Hour, which you know I love I love his art. Yeah. So. My my descriptions of mine are not going to be as detailed as yours, but I did, like, write summaries of them. <laughs> well, I, I started off detailed, and then eventually I'll, I'll, I'll just be like, then these things happen. So, you know, that's how this, that's how this mm-hmm, works. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, because this one's like a fun, like, story one where it's like, oh, the back and forth with Claire and Noah, and then, oh, no, it's too late. Yeah. The business trips, the business trips are essential again. <laughs> like, like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, as we've said um, before, uh, the graphic mm-hmm. novels love Noah. They love using him for stuff because he's got so much that he <laughs> they, can use. They for. sure do. Which yep. transitions into my first pick. <laughs> Uh, I picked a two-parter. It is 126 and 127, Comrades. Story by Christopher Zada. Art by Michael Gatos. We've got a Noah Bennett one again. I intentionally did not pick this one because I knew you would. Yes. Huzzah, huzzah. So, (laughs) 
it is a flashback to company man Noah with partner Claude hunting a a age shifter. Or they just thought it was a Russian, but then they find out that he is an age shifter. That he can shift through ages, which is, that's a weird ability in itself. Yeah, because it's like his body, like, changes too. Like, it, it, it is interesting. And they meet up with Ivan, who you might remember from the previous volume. He was in, yeah, he was in volume three, not volume two. Anyway, the one that Noah just stone cold kills. Um, and, but during this, he deals with a moral dilemma because the, the age shifter shifts into a child and he doesn't want to kill a child. And how other events kind of spiraled off from this mission in particular. Because it kind of shone a light on Claude. No, he's in volume He's in volume two. Is he in volume two? Yeah, because the paintings. Yes. Okay, there we go. I, 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 had to, I had to think about it, but yeah. I'm like, what? Yes. Yeah, so he was in like volume two. I couldn't two. remember for a yeah. minute. Yeah. So yeah, remember Ivan from volume two? Anyway, now. yeah. <laughs> um, he's also thinking about other events that spiraled off from this mission in particular. Like... Because uh, Claude was doing Little White Lies, kind of like trying to keep him away from finding this special. And that shone a light on Claude, which ended up like a year later, Noah shooting him on the bridge. And Ivan also pushing him to like, on purpose, make the, to trick the shifter to age up so that Noah would kill him. Which, of course, puts Ivan in a bad light, which resulted in, you know, Noah killing Ivan years later. So just kind of looking back at where things started to turn for relationships there. I think it's so funny that Noah's like, you made me a monster. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> 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 He's like, I'm not going to shoot a kid. And he's like, it's not a kid. He age shifts. Shoot him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. He's like, I'll shoot literally anyone else. <laughs> but not a child. Not a child if I can help it. That's Noah mm-hmm. Bennett. <laughs> yeah. But I probably will if I have to. He was going to so. stone cold kill Molly in season one. But, you know. He fully was. He was going to take out the Walker system. Yep. It's for his Claire. Ugh. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a cold man. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Oh. So what's your next pick, Keisha? Okay. So this might surprise you. This might not. Okay. Um I I kinda surprised me doing this one. Mm-hmm. My next pick is uh chapter one twenty eight, <laughs> Puppet with No Strings. I picked that one too. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, did. God damn it. <laughs> I thought I was being so clever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, so this is an Eric Doyle uh, comic. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the puppet master, if you recall. And um, I picked it for a few different reasons. Uh, first and foremost, it is written and drawn by the fabulous Greg Beeman. Yep. Who we just talked about mm-hmm. in our last episode. Um uh, his art style is really interesting. Yes. It, it, it has like a, I don't know. It, it's, um, it, it's so hard to describe. How would you describe it? You're the art person. <laughs> oh, it's like gritty. Yeah. It's yeah, gritty, but consistent because it's not like it's someone who's never done an, like a comic before. Cause they're consistently gritty. <laughs> uh, yeah. It has like a, like a early 90s vibe to some of it mm-hmm. like where you're just like oh these proportions are interesting <laughs> um it, it's not drawn like, like in a idealistic way no no it's not photorealist it's very like uh i don't know the expressions and the way that they do the faces are like very like emotional and expressive mm-hmm. and like not afraid to be ugly i yeah. guess is the best way to mm-hmm. say it um so it's 
Doyle getting um, interrogated by some agents after the, again, this is like post um, Primatech fire stuff. It's like, oh, how did, how, you know, whatever happened to Doyle? Well, you know, obviously he survived the, the blaze as well, but he got caught. Um, so they, okay, this must be the comic I was thinking of where I was like, they totally say that Siler survived the fire in a comic, but, um, I, I made up more detail than was actually true in yeah, my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, basically Doyle saw Siler, um, out as the blaze was going and knew that they, they both survived it. Mm-hmm. So... He gets interrogated, and um, it's uh, it, it's yeah, it's interesting. He he's like, hey, guess what, guys? Siler's still alive, and they're like, ah, damn, that's good to know. But we don't care about you, so goodbye. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it, it's very it's very um, interesting because we get to see what Doyle did um, before he got caught, and it was nothing good. No, <laughs> um, nothing good. Uh, in fact. Um, Oh, this is gross. Uh, so at the least, he's like, um, if I may, a sex pest, and at the most, a rapist. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's fucked because you, you see him like he goes and like steals some money from um, some like I don't know, like a pawn shop. Is that what that is? Like a gas station? Something it's like, like a gas that. station. Again, it's kind of hard to tell because, like you said, it's certainly gritty. Um, <laughs> He steals someone's car, you know, he just puppet their shit over to him, you know. Um, he goes to, like, these, like, poor people's house and, like, eats their food and, like, uh, <clears throat> fucks the wife. Yeah. And um, it's like, oh, God, like, never forget. That's that's who Eric Doyle is. And he has this whole thing about, like, oh, I hated the looks in their eyes and the disgust and it made me disgust, you know, it made me feel disgusted and I, I get sick. And it's like, well, then don't do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a solution to all your problems. Just don't exactly. Um, mm-hmm. ugh. But yeah, so uh, really, uh, really interesting that Revel is like, "Hey Doyle, you can change." I'm like, "Because <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's kind of like a big thing." Like uh, the, the wife thing in particular really stuck in my craw this time out. I was like, mm, "I don't know if we're rooting for this particular redemption." Yeah. That's that's really fucked. Um, yeah, but he basically, he starts getting the messages from Rebel, and he tries to ignore them, but, like, you know, hi, Micah can get into technology anywhere, so he can fully impress his uh, need to, you know, have people join up with him, like, everywhere. You can't really ignore it. And, you know, we see when he goes back to his puppet theater, and we see he gets caught, because, like, he mentions this to Claire, like, uh, when he, you know, meets up with her mm-hmm. in the volume. And um, it's interesting, because, like, okay, so Rachel's there, right? Rachel Mills? Yep. And she's the one who was on the Bennett house, right? Yeah. And she's the one who was, like, going after Doyle that, like, Claire ostensibly, like, saved. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. like took her out. So the... the it's, It seems like there's a bit of a disconnect there between the comics and the show. Well, e- even in the comics, it's like she's trying to still seem like she's on the team. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So this is when we find out that, like, yeah, Rachel is, like, fully on Rebel's side. Like, she's been, um, I don't know, she, she's on the team, yeah. So she's working from the inside, so she's with the agents, like we saw on the show, but she's also, like, trying to do what she can. And the fuckos that she was with, um, they, they're fully just gonna let uh, Doyle burn alive in his puppet theater. Mm-hmm. And so she uses her power, and she saves him. 
And so I, I don't think she, she should have, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> so we see this is like really kind of going into like Rachel's whole like, oh, you know, she's she's like a double agent, which we see a lot in this uh, collection of chapters. Yeah. We follow her story quite a bit. And then, yeah, we see we see Doyle when he's like pre about to go find Claire, which we saw on the show. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, I... Like I said, the art style is really, really distinct. It's hard to, um, it, it certainly stands out, uh, compared to like everyone else's. So it's, it's kind of hard to like forget in that way. But yeah, um, it, it's that whole like, oh, I don't want to be bad. It's like, well, then don't rate people. Like, I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how, how else to say it. Like, fuck. It's not like, hard. Just don't, don't do that then. Um, yeah. So mine, mine is, uh, yeah, that's, that's my pick. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting, and it's like yeah, it's like well yeah, Beeman did a comic. Of course, I gotta shout that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like like they implied that with Doyle on the show, obviously with Meredith and like they did the puppeting stuff, but they certainly more they detailed went there. in the comic. They went there in the comic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So gross. Um, well, yeah. So did you have any other notes to add since you picked that one as well? Uh, no, I think you covered it. I think so. Cool cool yeah yeah yeah. i picked it because like again like you said it was a uh, story and art by beeman yeah and it was like oh we should we should uh highlight that yeah yeah all right let's see let's continue our overlap <laughs> i swear to god if you pick the next one and i think you might have now i'm very concerned all right so my next one is uh number 132 scenic route okay okay and again because i'm like picking the this is my other one where i'm like it's obvious i'm gonna pick this one it's another no yeah Bennett i intentionally one. I intentionally took uh, didn't pick this one either, even though I like it. So. And I have a yeah. like a one line sentence summing it up. <laughs> summing it up as Noah heads okay. for Coyote Sands, he's sidelined by West and Alex, who need his help. They're they're pretty mm-hmm. much helping Alex get away because we find out later West is like full team rebel, and uh, he needs Noah's help to help get Alex kind of out of there. And they're just escaping agents. It's kind of like what he was up to before he got to Coyote Sands after he knocked a woman over as he fled Building Two Six. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I Yeah, I love that one. I, I, I almost picked it. It's a fun little one because it's like, he's like, yeah, you both know Claire, don't you? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, God, I don't want to know. Don't tell me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go into She's specifics. 17, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> West is her age. So, like, West gets a pass. <laughs> yes. Yes. As we've repeatedly said, Alex is at least a few years older. Mm-hmm. So... West yeah. has his own like creepy things to him, but like he—he's her age. Yeah, he can have that's a pet, different. So it's just so delightful to have Noah end up helping like Claire's two old like not boyfriends, no. but just friends, I guess. West was like closer to a boyfriend than Alex was. Alex was kind of like a ooh summer like yeah kiss or whatever West, kiss of life. West and Claire are fully dated, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a thing. Two two guys that are like eyeing up his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So that was my other yeah, obvious one. It's just a cute one. Yeah, yeah. Nothing crazy about um, it. I'm surprised that you didn't do my next one, then. Okay. Um, let's go back to 131, Cog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is written by Foz McDermott. It has art by ba-ba-ba, Jason Badower, I'm Really Predictable, um, and colors by Annette Kwok. And so... 
Remember Edge and Jenkins? Remember him mm-hmm. before yes. he got killed? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So um, the character, as per- uh, as portrayed by the wonderful Kevin Alejandro yep. on the show, actually gets his whole. Uh, he gets a whole comic. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see all of the struggles of just being like a guy who this is his. This is just his job. You know, he doesn't have some sort of hard on to like kill specials. This is just what he does for a living. So you get all the, like, drama inherent in that. Um, With, like, I love the way that the phone conversation, like, the missed calls and stuff is, like, you know, a thing in the background um, as he's, like, preparing for his day. It's, like, you can tell there's some sort of, like, strain or friction with, like, a loved one um, and that the job is, like, getting in the way of that. And it seems like maybe there's going to be a change regarding that. Mm -hmm. Um. And we see Dinko being an asshole boss, <laughs> which fits. <laughs> it just fits real well. Um, <laughs> sometimes people are late. Deal with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we see him, like, save someone. Like, he seems like a good dude, honestly. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he had to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is all of the stuff leading up to um, before the um, James Martin attempted takedown. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we get to basically see, uh, Agent Jenkins, like, final hours. Yeah. And, uh, the, the wonderful technology of the Sprint video phone, which we all have and love and still use (laughs) to this day. Oh. Yeah, that, that's a good one. I didn't write it down as one of my, like, because I had seven that I, like, culled down to five. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy that one. I figured you might pick it because, again, Badower. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm very predictable when it comes to Jason Badower art for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Cog is, was a pretty good one. Yeah, I like I like Cog. Mm-hmm. So. I, I'm worried you're going to pick my next one, but we will find out. Pro- probably. All right. So. All right. First of all, I want to take a step back because I don't think I said who did Scenic Root. You didn't, but that's okay. Yeah. Zach Crawley and art by Marcus Toe. Okay. My next pick is comic 135, The Natural Order of Things. Oh, you bitch! This is the one where I was like, <laughs> okay, she might pick this one, but I left out the one I thought you for sure would pick. So. Guess what? This is the one I thought that you thought I would for sure pick. <laughs> Damn it. All right. All right. Does that mean you Go skipped the other though. one that I would have rather had? But okay, we'll find out. All right, so The Natural Order of Things, um, story by Harrison Wilcox, art by Phil Jimenez, and it is Mohinder, and he is thinking about his journey while watching Siler burn, and about how he also (laughs) became the monster. And I really liked it because the opening page of the art is a mirror to the very first graphic novel's first page. Yes, yes. With Mohinder in the center and kind of surrounded by people, and they like to... I think they've mirrored that once before, maybe like uh, near the end of season one, one of the graphic novels. But yeah, it's like, it's it's kind of a Mylar like comic a little bit, you know, he thinks about oh, Silar and like his villainy it fully and, is. and like his own journey mm-hmm. in season two and the art is really cool in it. And yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Can we just with the fact that we get a Mylar comic drawn by a gay creator? There we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's why I had it on my list because it's literally the nail in the coffin of Mylar right there. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, it's also this is the one I told you um, last night in Discord. I was like, did I write this and like forget? I, I like, figured. I figured it was yeah. this one. 
because if you go back in our episodes, every fucking thing that they say in this comic, it's like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. Mohinder figured out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that one's a great one. That was one of my picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it was a good one. I thought, decided to take a chance on this one because, like I said, I left out the one I thought for sure you would take. Also, um, if I may, the, the ongoing quest of artists to figure out Zachary Quinto's face, Phil Jimenez does a really good rendering. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does a pretty good rendering of everyone in that. Everyone. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's super good. Cool. So let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. Let's do chapter 134, One Good Hero. Uh-huh. I knew one of us was going to have yeah. it. <laughs> this is written by our, our, our uh, I don't know, we, 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 we stand him. Uh, this is Oliver Grigsby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, art by Michael Gatos and colors by Edgar Delgado. And so, remember on a recent episode, I was like, what took Peter so long when he mm-hmm. was uh, flying after Nathan? <laughs> well, there's a whole ass comic about it. So, um, yeah, we, we see Peter and he's leaving the diner and he goes after him. And uh, he's in D.C. and he gets bagged by, um, by some agents. Uh, they, they try to trank him, and he fully falls out of the sky and everything, which is, like, very concerning because he can't heal. Um, so he he hits, like, the water of, like, this uh, – what, what do they call that? What is that? I'm bad. I don't know monuments. The re- reflection pool? Is that what it is? Yeah, it has, it has like, a name, though, doesn't it? It's, like, outside the uh, Washington Monument. Yeah, hold on. Isn't it just the reflection pool? I'm, I'm looking. The Lincoln Memorial Reflecting Pool. I knew it had a name. Okay. It's a reflection pool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is like, yeah, okay. This is this is me saying POTUS all over again, and you being like, that's not a word. <laughs> I'd be like, no, it is. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so he flops down in this reflecting pool, and um, they go after him, but um, the whole thing flashes back to... Another time when Peter is in a bit of a state, also involving water, he is out in, uh, are they in like an ocean? It's a bay. They're out in the bay and, uh, yeah, they're, they're fully like swimming together. He and Nathan as kids and Nathan's an asshole and he goes too far out and Peter is like the eager little brother and he has to follow him even though, you know, he's going to get in water that's too deep and too much for him. And so he struggles and he calls out. But um, it's this whole really beautiful thing about how, like, it's like Nathan is, like, he often causes the problems, Mm -hmm. but um, also he's very fortunate to have someone like Peter who will always, like, keep going for him. Mm -hmm. And that has, like, really been a thing throughout their whole relationship on the show. And uh, because Peter has, like, so much willpower. That's the thing. Right. Is it's like, yeah, he's not a sponge anymore. He's like a, a one and done kind of guy for powers. But goddamn, if he's not just scrappy and determined yep. all the time, mm-hmm. that's a power in and of itself for Peter Petrelli. So, yeah, we see that because in all honesty, he should be fucked. Uh, the, the agents are coming. They're going to they're going to put the thing in his nose. And uh, no, Nathan needs him. So he he's able to will himself out of the situation. He flies up out of the water and heads to the office. And it's so, like, oh my god, it's such a twisted, like, knife in the gut of a comic. Because it's so positive. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yes, 
together, we can do this, and I'm going to be there for him. And it's so like, oh my god, like it, it ultimately led to, you know, a bad ending. Like, no matter how determined or, um, you know, how much they fought, they still lost. And that's like, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a gut punch, I tell you. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's the comic before An Invisible Thread even says, to be continued in yep. An Invisible Thread. Yep. Yep. Which a lot of them don't do that. A lot of them don't say, like, hey, this episode is fully going to be what happens next. So this is like a complete, uh, you know, preview, I guess, or a prequel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had to explain where Peter was, what took him so long. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, buddy. It's like, why wasn't Peter there? Which, I mean, for realsies, though... Just being able to fly, like, unless he, like, got, you know, a good hold of Siler, he would have been in a lot of danger had he interrupted their little moment oh, yeah. <laughs> in the office. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing, right? Is it's, oh, yeah. We had to wait to have that moment. <sighs> they did. Yeah. Yep. All right. What's, what's your next one? All right. So my final one, and I, I could, I had to do it. I had to do it to him. I picked <laughs> the Rebellion arc. 136. I'm glad one of us did. I'm glad one of us did. (laughs) I had to because it is a who's who of everyone not on the show anymore and from the graphic novels. Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Story by Zach Crawley, Oliver Grigsby, Harrison Wilcox, Tim Kepler, and Jim Martin. With art by Jason Badower and Dennis Calero. It kind of goes back and forth between the two of them. Excellent. Excellent. So I've written down little summaries for each part because there are seven parts. Y'all ready? Strap in. Pachink. All right. God, it's so long. (laughs) Part one, we have Monica. Monica and Micah are in New Orleans, and she is fully St. Joan. They are teamed up. They're keeping New Orleans safe. And that is when Nathan's men come a-calling, and they yoink Nana, Damon, and Monica. <laughs> Micah is able to track Monica down, and guess what? She was on that plane that crashes. And he gets to experience the trauma of them being like, mayday, mayday, and it crashes. Isn't that just delightful for this young boy? Ooh, this young boy who's lost um, how many family members, Rachel? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> many. All of them? Yeah. yeah. So that's part one. We get our St. Joan oh. fantasy, which I thought happened way sooner than this, but like, holy shit, like, here we are. Because there's, there's a lot that I'm like, I oh thought God, was in right? early graphic now, but it's all here in, in fucking Rebellion. Yeah. It's crazy. Part two. Hey, remember that guy that got sucked out of the plane while still strapped in? Guess what? It's not a guy, and it's the new character for the graphic novel. She is Sparrow Redhouse, and she has the power of terrakinesis. She can move the earth. So she's able to, she lands safely because she, the Earth is able to scoop her up. And she runs into Micah, who is looking for Monica there at the crash site. They are sadly spotted by Flint, who thinks, oh, I'm going to be the good boy. They're going to, like, not fuck with me for calling out that they're there. And for his troubles, he gets his head blown off. Because, as one of yeah. the soldiers said, orders are not to negotiate with the enemy. Micah hears them call them the enemy and now knows that they need to all work together against this. R.I.P. Flint. Yep. Mm-hmm. They don't say it's Flint, but it's obviously Flint. <laughs> right? Like, he's got the little cadence and the way he speaks, and he's got the blue flint. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's yep. Flint. Flint Gordon. All right, ready? Let's go to part three. Micah is now working with Sparrow and West. Remember I talked about West earlier working with him? Heck yeah. So they're a little team of three right now. I don't know how he met West. It's never discussed. He meets up with West. They have tracked a team mobilizing to London. Again, why y'all out of the states okay to take out a family and who is this family oh it's abigail lee and claude remember from the l comic (laughs) Woo! (laughs) uh lee and claude end up yoinked and abigail joins the team now she's part of team rebel 
And there are heavy implications in this one and in Seven that Claude is Abigail's father. Yeah, which is interesting. If I remember correctly, I think in the upcoming ones that might get spelled out a little more. Yeah, I think, I think, I think maybe. Because, like, she says, like, yeah, this is mine. He, like, interrupts her, like, it doesn't matter what I am to you. When she was trying to introduce him to, I think, whoever was there. I don't remember if it was West or if it was Sparrow. Mm-hmm. All right. Four, we are now at the same time that Peter and Matt are breaking into Building 2-6, but they were not the only ones going in to take it down. Sparrow, West, and Abigail are in there, and they find Nana and Damon. However, no sign of Monica. So Micah is kind of bummed out about that, and he ends up getting shot in the back. That's like a cliffhanger. Like, oh no, what happened? Someone shot Micah. (laughs) Keep in mind, though, this is all happening after the season. This is like the summer kind of graphic novels. Number five, we find out that Micah is not dead, but he was tracked by Eric Thompson Jr. Oh my god, what a flashback. Do you remember these comics, guys? This is before season three. Remember that ugly-ass leather jacket? Yes! (laughs) He wants... Micah to find out where Sabine is. Oh my gosh, go read all those graphic novels again if you want to remember who all these people are. It was the Donna arc. Yeah. Because he wants revenge for the whole Donna thing. It's like, wait, we're still doing that? (laughs) (laughs) It it is a who's who of who's not on the show in graphic novels. I was not lying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. No, it is a fucking all-stars, baby. Mm -hmm. He wants revenge for the whole Donna thing. Uh, Micah ends up getting saved by the trio and... Micah's like, I'm not going to help you freaking find revenge. That's not the way we do things here. And he tells Thompson he's put him on every wanted list, so he better start running. Let's move on to six. Six is. (laughs) We find out where Molly is. Molly has been staying in India with Mohinder's mother. Holy shit. And the rebel squad seeks her out because they are still looking for Monica. And she really does not want to help them. She's like kind of over that whole thing. But she ends up doing so, and she leads them to a train, and on the train, they rescue Claude and Lee, but again, Monica is not there. But Molly claims she does know now where she is. Because Molly wanted to stay in India, but they're like, if they move them, we're going to need to talk to you again, so you have to come with us. And West will fly you back when we're done, so, yeah. I mean, plus, it's like we saw, it don't matter if you're in another country. Mm-hmm. They'll get you. They'll get you. And the final one... Volume 7 or whatever, number 7. Uh, Molly drops the bomb that Siler is close to where Monica is right now. And Micah's like, okay, thanks, Molly. How about you go home now? It's time to, to split ways. And Molly's like, yeah, thanks for using me and tossing me away after you have what you want. Awesome, great. Rude. And I'm like, oof, poor Molly. Yeah, she's not wrong, though. <laughs> and instead of going home, Molly ends up leaving with Claude because he's like, I'm a bounce anyway, y'all. <laughs> later days so he he leaves with molly he's like i'll I'll keep an eye on her because lee of course is not gonna stick or like go with leave he's gonna go with abigail to go look for monica Mm -hmm. and they they do find monica who's being tested on by some guy but they end up um losing contact with micah because this takes place during the i am siler episode right yes it's got to be around there it has to be because uh, Micah was in the warehouse watching over things when Siler kind of busts in on him, mm-hmm. and you know, etc. And they said Siler was close. Yeah, and, so yeah. It's, it, that takes place during that, and then we kind of caught up with the show there. So that is the rebellion arc. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's so funny. It's it's filled with characters and, and like situations where you're like, would that have been cool to show on the show? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like, if I can just talk shit for a minute. Uh, <laughs> It's all the characters that, like, people whined about in, like, season two and stuff. And so, like, 
if if they were on the show taking screen time away from like the precious you know babies yep. that are like you know Siler Petrelli you know what have you. Then it would have been like, no, not that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's a shame because it's a cool little like super group, you know? Um, yeah. It would have been neat to see more of that sort of thing in the actual, you know, fucking like fugitives arc. Also, Sparrow Redhouse um, totally fucking steals clothes from that same line from that same trailer. <laughs> yep. They've got no clothes left on that line. <laughs> Where the hell did our clothes go? <laughs> <laughs> And I just thought that was funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She got there, like, first, I think, before. I think so. She got Dave's. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm glad you did that because I was like, oh, that's a long one. I don't know. But uh, it is it is pretty cool. It's a who's who. I felt like we. it was. I had yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. That was the one I had in mind when I was like, if we don't pick this one, we should talk okay. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I already got um, you, man. I picked it. <laughs> yay. And I love how we both avoided the one with Maya in it. We were like, I'm good. <laughs> That was All another, right. like, Rebel one. Like, it was, was it, it was closer to the beginning of it, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was, like, literally the same. Yeah. I was like, eh, there's, there's better ones that we, we enjoyed more coming through. Yes. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's still, uh, oh, there you're gone. There's still some, uh, pretty okay stories. Yeah. Did, did you? In, in this little pack. Are you done, too? I'm done, yeah, because you did natural order of things. Did. So. Yeah, the um yeah. neither of us picked Ice Queen. <laughs> I thought about it. I, I, I truly thought about Which it. Which was it's kind of spoilery for the next volume, to be honest. Um yeah, I'd forgotten about the car thing until it, I saw it and I was like, Oh yeah. Exactly. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. She's coming for the king, she best not mm-hmm. miss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who saves him? I don't remember. I don't either. It's, it's, volume 5 is going to be fun because, like, I think there's a lot that we do it not remember. It is. Like, I have, you know, 50% of the wall tattooed in my eyelids. But, like, <laughs> there's so much I don't remember from that volume, yeah. I couldn't tell you what else happened in the wall, though, other than the Peter and Siler stuff. Nothing else. Nothing else happened. So. No one cares. That'll be fun. No one cares. Yeah. Looking forward to all that. But we are not mm. quite done with our bonus episodes because we're going to attempt to mind hunt Siler. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. We're just going to natter about Siler's crimes, I guess. We're gonna, yeah, like. we're going to discuss his crimes, I guess, and like motivations behind them, which is kind of mind hunting. Yeah. So. Kind of. And just like, yeah, I'm I'm going to try to keep it within as much of the nomenclature of Mindhunter that I can remember. Yes. <laughs> Um, I was really hoping I could find some sort of, like, facsimile of the survey that they yeah, would I give find when anything. they would interview criminals, but I couldn't fucking find anything. So, um, yeah. You know, I should, I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll worry about so that in a minute. We're, we're going to do something like that. <laughs> we're just going to, we're just going to be a couple of fucking Siler fangirls. That's probably going to be the intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just really indulge in that before we get into the final volume. Yeah, well, it, the final you know, original volume, and then we'll go into the sequel. Sort of. Reborn. <laughs> you know, you know that I am including Reborn in my head, but I'm never going to say it. I know. <sighs> That's going to be a long 13 weeks or whatever. Jesus fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's not as bad. Oh my God. I feel like I'm Jupiter's legacy this with you. 
I'm like, it's not <laughs> bad. It has its good parts. I, uh, it's fine. Sure, sure, sure. It's fine. Yeah. Let's, um, let's do yeah. our socials. All right. So you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipse Podcast. If you would like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there. Burb with a B, like, like, I guess it's still building <laughs> two six. <laughs> It's still building to six. Tracy's going to hunt those people down and we're still, we're still really involved in yeah, it. So we're with the B yeah. like building mm-hmm. to six. Keisha is at lady underscore snark S N A R K. Keisha, what are you tweeting about? You're, I already told you what I was going to use this for. Exactly. Uh, That's why I set you up. Uh, I'm losing followers like crazy. Okay. So I don't know. A couple things. Um, I started watching Killjoys, which is fabulous. Everyone should do the same thing. Um, I haven't, like, sat down and, like, binge-binged yet, because I know I'll just fucking sneeze mm-hmm. through it. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it quite a bit. Um, uh, it was Conan's last week on, on Late Night this week. I got a little I got a little sad about that, because I'm a child. I don't know. <laughs> like, I totally got misty, and it's very, like, he said goodbye to television three times now, <laughs> and I, I get upset every time. God damn it. Um... But mostly, I just um, my 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 Twitter is currently a Bo Burnham stan account. So um, <laughs> if you want to talk to me about the brilliance of Inside or the songs of, of Inside, I'm here for you, um, and I would like to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you can send us an email. We are eclipsepod at gmail dot com. But the best way to get a hold you of can us be the first person to send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to be the first person to send us an email at EclipsePod? <laughs> but because there's an easier way to get a hold of us, it is on the Discord. The link and there will sure be is. in the show notes. There absolutely is. Get ready. That's why no one emails us, because yeah. we have a Discord. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Where we can fully talk and reminisce about the days of old. The days of old. And we, and we certainly have. I, I love that Cell <laughs> was just like, honestly, it's for the best that we can't find some of this shit. <laughs> She's not wrong. I know. I think about some of it and I'm like, oh God. I was like, let me look at my live journal. I read it. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to blackmail anyone or anything, but I fully have some old use playing, uh, caps, so watch your asses. <laughs> uh, and that about does it for us here for this episode for the graphic novels. Um, let us know what you would have picked for this volume four graphic novel extravaganza. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Should there have been more Siler comics, more Peter, maybe some more with Claire. I don't know. Maybe some more Mohinder ones. Because I mean, of the... he just kind of like short ended this volume a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Because of the timeline of it. I understand why there's not a lot of like, um, Siler. Like I, you'll, you'll note, I didn't actually say that. And I was going to, I was like, there should be more stuff. But I was like, no, actually because of the timeline. This yeah. He's kind of packed um, in there. Yeah. Mm. And he sort of looms, right? He looms over yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Though I would have liked to... Okay. Actually, that's a good point. I would have liked to have seen Peter more in his, like, EMT role. Like, that would have been cool. He could have had a couple more in the early, like, right before. I want to see him and his friend and, like, their little, like, growing camaraderie and, you know... I, I know, I know we get to see him, you know, be an EMT again later, but... Yeah, yeah. we get a little bit more of that coming up. But yeah, should we, uh, should we, should we, should we end this one and, uh, try to figure out what the fuck we're, we're doing with it? Yeah, alright, let's figure out how we're gonna mindhunt Siler. If you don't hear it, you'll know all what right. happened. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know that thing we talked about, and then we never released. <laughs> hey, we. You know, it happens sometimes. Yeah. It's happened once. Let's not speak of it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You know what was so funny about that is, like, at first we were like, this is a great idea. And then the further we got in it, we, I think we both were like, what the fuck Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time doing something here on Eclipse. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. That was a Midwestern goodbye, if ever. I know. I know. <laughs> like, we got, like, <laughs> right in the <laughs> I... I fully have my live journal up now. Like, uh huh, yep. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> oh All right. god, Let's stop it. <laughs>